Thanks, everyone, for tuning in to another episode of Fear Me, a podcast about now The Walking Dead. No longer fear The Walking Dead. I'm Kim. This is Stuart. And Scott. And we are going to be doing a special episode tonight to recap Season 5 of The Walking Dead and to talk about our expectations of Season 6 of The Walking Dead, which premieres this weekend. So... woo Season 6, baby! <laughs> um... So we started out with our characters were in Terminus, and that's when they, um, that's no no sanctuary, and they started out locked inside the train car A, and they were trying to get out. Which I have to say, the at the end of season four, that's probably the best finale they've done for the entire series. Yeah, yeah, it was excellent. Just leaving you hanging with these guys in the, uh, in the container, the train car. Yep, I agree. Um, so yeah, that was... Uh, it was a great start to the season, for sure. Oh, it was a tough way to leave the season, man, because you were really on the edge of your seat trying to figure out what's going on. I uh, know. They're killing you. They're killing you with it. Um, so, yeah, this one, uh, there's definitely a lot of excitement and buildup. But luckily, they didn't stay too long in Terminus, and they just moved that storyline along very quickly. And yep. I think we were only there for, like, two episodes before they moved us it may have been so, but that was a pretty intensive two episodes. Actually, I think we were only there for uh, one episode in this season. Maybe so, but it was it was definitely memorable. So we had, uh, in that episode alone, we had Mary dying. Mm-hmm. She was the one that we saw at the beginning that was um, grilling up mm-hmm. all the people. And Oh, uh, that's right, yeah. Oh, and Sam. How can we forget about Sam. That was when they were at the trough at the very beginning, and it was Rick, Glenn, Daryl, and Sam, who now plays the Penguin on Gotham. Yeah, Sam, Sam's the guy that's in uh, Gotham. Yeah, now. he plays right. the Penguin. And um, so the four of them had their hands tied behind their back, and and um, the guy just started going down the line, just picking them off, or so we thought. So we started with Sam, and Sam got it. And yeah, with the baseball bat. With the baseball bat. and a, Which he could yeah. have used a cow gun. Right. I think he should have let's, gotten let's a, taken a note from our gun. doctor <laughs> in Fear of the Walking Dead and gotten a cow gun. Yeah, that was, yep. I think, Scott, you had a lot, of, lot to say about that episode or about that scene when it first came out. You didn't like it so much. No, I thought it was probably a little bit too brutal for, t- for network TV or even cable TV. Um, that was a really gruesome scene. When they're slitting those guys' throats to bleed them out. Yeah, I mean, with all the zombies that we've seen, that was probably like one of the worst scenes. But I think, I mean, it, I think it lended a lot to the storyline. It was uh, definitely memorable. Yes. Um, yeah, I mean, sure. it's one thing when you're dealing with the zombies. It's another thing when you're dealing with the uh, the human characters of the show. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And um, yeah, and it was a pretty br- again like if they had the cow gun. Mm-hmm. I think it would have been nice. less brutal. Yes. Uh, hitting him with a baseball bat, that was just like, well, wow. The difference is, is uh, I think Stephen King expressed it this way. He said that the, the great thing about horror and why people enjoy horror so much is because you can always see the zipper on the monster's back. Right. You know it's not yeah. real. It, it, you know those zombies are not real. That's makeup and so forth like that. But when you saw that scene, it looked incredibly real. Yeah, it stepped away from fantasy. Yeah. For me, it was a little bit tougher to watch. It was it was surprise you know it was surprising to hear someone that who is such um, an avid horror fan get bothered by something in a horror show. Mm-hmm. But so that it stuck out, it stuck out to us that that you had made that comment. But yeah, but that but, scene was more gore than mm-hmm. horror. Right, and I'm not a gore fan. I'm a horror fan. Yeah, I the you know the old slasher movies and so forth. They didn't do that much for me. Yeah. So it was the very next episode that we were introduced to Father Gabriel, who oh, is, <laughs> that's a big comic book character too. So we, we come across him in the episode called Strangers, and um, he is trying to get away from walkers. I think he was on top of a rock or something, and they heard him screaming and they came to his rescue. Right. And um, shortly after that, we are taken to his church and well you can tell right off the bat that there's something not right about the guy yeah because he's all, he's terrified of everything yep when they got him and off he's the hiding rock. he's yeah he's hiding from something that happened yep. um and then you start seeing like uh 
messages carved in the outside of the church yeah, and claw marks yeah. and yeah. all kinds of stuff that he's kind of hiding from them. I mean, you know that the guy is just, um, he's wimped out on something. Mm-hmm. Well, he, he finally admits he wimped out on, on saving his own parishioners. Yeah, no, but, but um, you know, even before they found that out about him, he was already unlikable. Oh, I mean, yeah. Yes. You from know, the very he, beginning. He came off right off from the beginning as being And he weird. still is. Oh, he's terrible. Because I think one thing that we got to mention also is that we, I reviewed some of the the last episodes uh, of the season just to try and refresh myself, um, just because there's so much going on. Right. And God, when I saw him again, I was like, ah, Jesus. <laughs> Will they kill? I mean, they shouldn't kill him off because he bothers me that much. That's good. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's you know that's his character. But man, it's like every time I see him, I'm like, what? What are you screwing up now yeah. for our guys? Yeah. You know, because he's constantly behind their back like uh saying something to somebody divulging half truths to people i know i know it's so hard to me to see scenes of father gabriel because i still remember seth gilliam as the guy in the wire and he the cop oh and he was such a likable character in that in that show and to see him like totally opposite in The Walking Dead, it just kind of screws with my mind because I want to like him so much, but he does so many things that I'm just like, are you kidding me? Like, come on. It's a completely different character. Yes. Yeah, it does kind of, it's weird like to see him play those two roles because uh, in The Wire, he's not necessarily the most likable guy, but he's he's a more understandable person. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, he's still kind of a dirty cop though. Yeah. Um, but in here, he's just such a wimp he's that gutless. he's like, he's ready to turn on you in a, in a second. Yeah. Yeah. He won't stand up for anybody. And it's like, why are they keeping this guy around? Of all the people, like even like the people in Alexandria, it's like, he's a great character for, for this, but he just bothers the hell out of me. Right. You want him in there just because he drives you nuts and he, he's a good he, counterpoint to it. But, uh, yes. But yeah. Man, but he, and him. he's going behind their back and screwing them up mm-hmm. with the people that they're trying to gain trust with. Yeah. You know, they're here. Rick is focused. What I, my point was here. Rick is focused on trying to get rid of this other guy, um, yeah. which he should. Right. But father Gabriel is the one that's tearing the two groups apart. Without a doubt. Mm-hmm. Without a yep. doubt. And, um, and uh yeah anyways that was that was my main point yeah hey but i gotta ask you in that in that last episode when they were uh when father gabriel left the gate open mm-hmm. when the to, to get the zombies in there um when he was all dazed and confused yeah how dumb was the guy at the gate well yeah he's a yeah exactly. to, oh, to let can't. a spaced out looking priest who's walking around you know like he's on cloud nine and he yeah. says you go ahead and close the gate huh Nah, come on, that's just too stupid. I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, that was that was that was a weak spot. The guy, because he, he, he's just walking away. He's got the gun. He's walking. Oh, can you get that? By the way, it's not like it's important. Right, right. The the priest <laughs> that wouldn't even talk to him as he talked to him <laughs> wouldn't return any of his questions. Yeah, exactly. And there's all these different steps you have to take to close the gate too. And all yeah. he did was just shut it. Like he right. didn't even try to lock it. Who who's the guy at the gate? Is that like? Deanna's son also? I don't know who he is. I don't know his name. Okay. He's been in the house with them. He was in the house with them when they were playing the the dead guy's movie. Oh, then that is Deanna's son. What is his name? Um He was playing yeah, he was in he was standing at the side of the room when they were playing the um Nine Inch Nails. The Nine Inch Nails song from uh yeah, for Aiden's music. Yeah. After Aiden was killed. Right. Another major point uh, that happened earlier in the season was that's when Bob was kidnapped mm-hmm. by the cannibals, and they eventually, Damn shame. yep, and they eventually took his leg. Oh, that's right, Bob. Yeah, everybody liked Bob. Bob was oh, cool. Yeah, they put his leg on the on the um, on the, yeah. the spit, the fire barbecue. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Remember, yep. the, remember they ate him, and then he pointed out to them that he had been bit. <laughs> Yes, that's, oh, that's right. right. They were freaking out. That was out. great. I forgot about yeah. that. Oh, they yeah. started laughing. They were like, what are you laughing at? And he goes, he showed him the bite mark or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> now, do you remember? Which I kind of question as to what that would do to them, though. But Well, he didn't. I don't think he knew either, but he was trying to scare no. them anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so another uh, major thing that happened, that's when they started realizing, uh, that's when Daryl and Carol started following the car with the white um, cross in the la- back. Wow. Was that last season, too? 
yeah. that was for for season four into season five, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But um, they started. Yeah, that was dealing with the hospital that was downtown. Yep. Yes. They followed her to the hospital. That's when Carol got hit by the car, mm-hmm. and got admitted to the hospital by the guys, the officers, and um, we hit Slab Town, and so that's when we got introduced to Noah. Everybody mm-hmm. loves Noah. Everybody hates Chris. Yeah. <laughs> um, did you guys like Noah? I thought he was a really strong character. Oh, yeah. I thought he was great. He's super yep, sweet I thought in he real was life. Very fun. Yeah. No, I thought he was a really good character. He was kind of... Um, he kind of gave some soul to the to the group. Mm-hmm. You know, a little bit of a moral compass, but a quiet one. Yeah. And the way he went out... Oh, my God. Yeah. That was horrible. That That was one of those scenes where I was just... I didn't cry or anything, but I was just cringing. Like, I felt so bad for him. It was not a death that I anticipated seeing, especially in that way. It was horrible. Right. Well, yeah. yeah, but on that one, though, it was like, the only problem I had with that scene was that he they killed him like he was made out of wax. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you kind of saw that with the walkers, where the walkers all are, like, easy to mm-hmm. kill. Right. Um, like, super easy to kill. They were like... Yeah, yeah, they were making a little bit... Yeah, of and then when he gets, like, apart torn so apart by the walkers, it was like, all of a sudden, you just got, like, fingers going through him. It was like, how the hell did that happen? I mean, with yeah. the, the decayed bodies, I could see it a little bit more, but he's alive. Noah was a very delicate <laughs> fellow. He might have been. Yeah, he might have been. He, he Maybe not drinking his milk maybe or not. getting enough protein or something. He, he did well, have a weird gimp going to him. Yeah, he but yeah, Jimmy he, leg. he started getting... <laughs> Stop trying to use my Jimmy leg line. <laughs> now, he started getting pulled apart, though, like one of the walkers that was decaying, and that was a right. little weird to me. Yeah. It just happened too fast, I guess. And, and I don't know how Glenn didn't kill Nicholas, the guy that escaped from the other side, mm-hmm. who got who got Noah killed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, with that happened, I just was thinking Glenn was going to kill that guy right then. Oh, he, he should have. Yeah. 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 I don't know why, why he wouldn't. Well, and then he gets another chance at the end, and he doesn't do it. Right, or is that what you're talking about? No, no, I'm talking about when they went back to the van after it happened to after Noah got wiped out. Um, yeah, he confronted given, Nicholas. Given too many chances to that guy, and I, to be honest, I know we're kind of going through this the whole timeline here, but uh, just jumping ahead, I think that's going to end up going against them later on. Mm-hmm. This Nicholas guy is—I don't—he doesn't penny. seem like a very big player, but there's something going on with him. In the he's background. A, oh, he's a bad penny. Yeah, he is. He's really bad. Keep showing up. Mm-hmm. Um, and Glenn's kind of lame for letting him do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, but Glenn's Glenn's another good man. Well, yeah, the second Glenn. I mean, he's kind of the last character that isn't really hasn't really done anything like that, right? Yeah, or gone over the edge. Who, Glenn. Yeah. 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 He hasn't really had a. Um, Glenn's character has matured a lot, but he hasn't essentially essentially changed from his original character. You know, other than he's more mature now, he's not a kid anymore. Yeah, but there's still that innocence to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm um, trying really hard to not say much about the comic book. Good. But I'm glad you're doing it. <laughs> I love that. your efforts. <laughs> Glenn you get and a the, cookie. I was going to say... <laughs> I'm just going to say this. Glenn in the comic book is challenged. Um, Mentally? No, no, no. In some Physically? in some things. He's challenged in some ways that I hope we're going to see in the next season. Okay. That's all I'll say. And if I that happens. I thought you weren't going to say anything. No, I'm not saying any details. But if that happens, I think you're going to see a completely different Glenn. Hmm. So... At the mid-season finale was when um, we lost Beth at the hospital, and that's when Rick and the crew came to rescue her and were confronted with um, Dawn and the rest of the police officers at the hospital. And there was a standoff, and Noah had to decide if he was going to go back to the hospital crew or if he was going to stay with Rick and the gang. And um, he decided to go ahead and sacrifice himself and go back to the hospital and Beth wasn't going to have anything of it. And um, that's when she stabbed Dawn and Rick. Oh, no, Daryl. Let's see. How'd that happen? Dawn shot Beth and then Daryl shot Dawn. Right? Yes. Oh, right. Yeah. 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 And Beth, Beth or Dawn had shot Beth by accident. Right. Yeah. 
Okay. So were you okay? So when Beth died, mm-hmm. a lot of people were really upset about Beth dying. Mm-hmm. I could really care less. Yeah. <laughs> like I liked her character, but I didn't think it was any great loss to the to the series at all. I, I didn't either. I mean, when she disappeared for a while, I didn't even think about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she. I don't think even leading up to that point that she had any real um, connection or major importance to the to the um, to the show. Yeah, Other to the show storyline. She could give a little uh, music performance every once in a while. That's true. She, she did was, have a good voice. She was a great babysitter too. Yes, big time mm-hmm. babysitter. And that was about all. Her own sister didn't even really care or seem to care that she was missing. So. Mm-hmm. Now that that at that mid season finale, I'm not sure if it was that episode or the very no. Actually, I think it was when we came back after that mid season finale. That had that scene where uh, Rick was chasing um, uh, Officer Bob. I think it was yeah. Limeson. Yeah. And he and he uh, runs him down, and mm-hmm. then gets out and shoot him. That was a wicked scene. That was when I really saw Rick going over the edge. Yes. In brutality. Yes. Um, Why do you think he was going over the edge at that point? Well, because he he literally, you know, ran the guy over, broke his back, and then walked out there and and point, just executed him. Yeah, point blank shot. Which him. is not something that, that Rick seemed to do very often before that. But hmm. ever since then, he's been on like a uh, blood rush. Yeah. Everything he now does is he's leading with a gun. Yeah, it was about that time that Rick started getting that crazy eye. Mm-hmm. Like, you couldn't really trust what Rick was going to do or really anticipate what he was going to do. And he the, was teetering on the mental edge. Yeah. See, I always thought that was... I thought he hit that when he was back in the prison. Well, yeah, there was some of that, sure. Yeah, but it like, definitely I thought, got worse. I thought he, like, totally went over the edge when they were back in the prison. Yeah, but, but by the end of season five, um, yeah. he's pretty much flipped out. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think he spends more more time in those last several episodes covered in blood than anything. And uh, he's definitely, uh, he's become quite the uh, madman. Yeah, because when he was at the prison, Herschel was able to bring him back from the brink. So we move on from the hospital. Yep, so after they mm-hmm. leave the hospital, that's when they decide to um, follow Noah's lead. And try to find his family, which he said were up near Virginia, or in Virginia, near D.C. Um, right. That's when they went to the Wiltshire Estates, which is also in the comic book. Mm-hmm. And um, that's when our friend Tyrese gets bitten by uh, Noah's little brother who had turned and was left in the right. house. Um, and that's that really great scene where um, Tyrese is kind of having a flashback, but it's like a, a vision of Martin, the guy from the cannibal group, and yep. um, the little girls. Um, oh, I can't remember their name right now. But anyways, the little girls were there, and Bob was there. You're talking there. about the two girls, that, that the one girl that was um, Mika. in love with, with uh, zombies? Yes, Mika and her and sister. killed her little sister. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Oh, right. Yeah, that girl yeah. was messed up. Um, That's a messed up. That was a messed up episode. But anyway, yes. go ahead. That was. But Bob was there, and it was like all mm-hmm. the people that had gone on before um, were trying to tell Tyrese that everything was going to be fine and that he should just let go. Yeah, his life was going before his yeah. eyes. That was such a sad scene. That was one of those scenes where I definitely cried. Tyrese was such a good character. I really yeah. miss him. I think he did a lot for the show, and um, he had such a big heart. Although I know he was, like, he was very soft and... Mm-hmm. He didn't lend much when it came to to really taking care of business, but he was always there for support. And Oh, he was there with the hammer, man. Yeah. <laughs> you can't have that big a heart if you're going around killing stuff with a hammer. Well, it always bothered me. Man, change that damn sweater. He needs to change the sweater. That was <laughs> the grossest right. thing I've ever yes. seen. Yes. <laughs> and the hat. I was always worried with him about the hat. Cause I'm like, hey, you're in Georgia mm-hmm. in the summer. You're going to get hot. <laughs> He had a bald spot. He didn't want to show it. Well, he had that, like, Home Depot, like, weight belt thing on, too, all the time. To carry his hammer. But great character. Great character. I tell you what, we lost a lot of people this this year. We lost a lot of people in season five. Yes, we did. It was a good season. Do you want to talk about all that we lost? (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. 
Yes, why don't you, Kim, why don't you share with us the people that we lost in season five? It's yeah, like you can't a- run through, like, all the generic guys, like, dead guy number five and all that kind of stuff, like Hardwick does. Yeah. I was going to say, we should do, like, the Talking Dead and give them funny names. No. All right, so I'm going to try to do this in order. We'll be here all night. So we did, um, <laughs> okay, the cannibals. We had Gareth, Mary, Sam. All those, those are not in order, but they're all cannibals. Um, we had Bob. Noah, Dawn, Beth, Tyrese, uh, Reg, Aiden, and Pete. And the Red Poncho Man. He was kind of important at the end. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. With the the wolves trap. Right. And we also had a lot of characters introduced, or some characters introduced. Who who do you have down for that? Let's see. We had um, Father Gabriel was early in the season. And then we had our Alexandrians, uh, Deanna, Reg, uh, Aiden, Aaron and Eric, Pete and Jesse, Enid, that's Carl's girlfriend, Nicholas, and then, of course, the wolves, which we still have more to learn about. Yes. Yeah. Yes, we do. Okay, so we moved on from the estates, and we're heading, I think they decided to not go to Washington at that point? Yeah, it was about that time, I think, that they found out that Eugene was lying about what was... Yes. uh, About what their mission was and that um, there actually was no mission. And he was lying the entire time Mm -hmm. just so that he could have protection from the zombies in the apocalypse because Mm -hmm. he thought that he was a loser himself um, and couldn't protect himself. He was. So um, it was shortly after that, though, that they ran into Aaron for the first time. This was after the zombie tornado. Mm -hmm. Do you remember that? Zombie tornado. Do you remember that? Yeah. Remember that? Okay. They were stuck in the... In the barn? I guess it was a barn or something. Oh, Tornadoes going on outside. And then the next morning... I was thinking... Just like I had these images of the sharknado. Well, that's kind of what it was like because the next morning they pan out from the barn and there's like zombies in the trees... You remember that? That mm-hmm. was pretty funny. Right. Um, but that's when Aaron comes upon Sasha and Maggie sitting outside watching the beautiful sunrise and enjoying a moment. And then he's like, hey, got something to tell you. <laughs> um, so mm-hmm. that's when the Alexandrians are, are introduced, which this part is huge in the comic book. Um, so I'm really excited to see how far they go with this storyline because it's... Well, I can't say anything, but it's pretty big in the comic book. They've already gone pretty far with it. I mean, it's been a big part of the second half of that season. Oh, but there's so much more. Oh, I'm sure. So okay, well, don't more. tell us any of that I'm stuff. I'm not. I'm not. Okay, so here, let me Zip ask it, you this, sister. because I'm having a hard time um, trying to place this in time okay. as to when the um, wolves got introduced, when we start seeing W's on zombies. Hmm. That was about that time, right? I think it was like an episode later, maybe. Was it before or after they met Aaron? I think it was before because wasn't, didn't they, wasn't it around the time of the zombie tornado that they saw one? Probably. I'm not quite sure. I I, it, I mean, it was definitely around the same time. I just, I didn't know if they saw him be, him first or not. I don't Because that was like a weird thing because it was like, why the hell does he have a W in his mm-hmm. forehead? Right. Yeah, exactly. That's when they started... Yeah, I'm not sure when that exactly happened. I would have to go back and watch, but um, but it was about at the same time. Um, so then he leads them back to Alexandria, and that's when they meet everybody else in town, like Deanna and Reg and their kids, their sons that, and Pete, Pete. and Jesse and their kids, um, and Olivia and Nicholas, all those guys, and Carl meets his girlfriend Enid. And they start a beautiful love affair. The, chi- the tree girl, yes. The tree girl. And this is also when Carol does uh, meets um, Jesse's little boy and makes him the cookies and gets in his face and is like, if you ever want cookies again, well, you will not tell on us. And that's when Carol becomes like a major badass. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. she well, is. yeah, she's like a baking badass. The cooking yes. badass. With food, because then she goes on. Is any is any are we ever going to see anybody eat one of Carol's casseroles? Well, that's what I was going to say. She goes on to make a casserole for Pete and gets in his face, 
And of course, he throws it on the ground. Uh And then she made a casserole for Deanna and Reg after they lost Aiden. They Uh left it out. Yeah. They left it sitting out in the cold. (laughs) That scene was, I don't like when she went and threatened Pete. It was like, okay, I can understand that. But when she went and, um, over to the uh, grieving parents and hands off that casserole. That one was that was like really weird because then she goes back and she talks to uh, Rick about it as well. Like I, I'm, to, she made yeah. sure she made the point that I went over there and, and delivered something to them as well. But you know, I, I'm I'm you know there's a there's a um, dichotomy going on with her right now that um, you know she's she's play acting mm-hmm. being the sweet mm-hmm. lady. With the psychopath underneath, and and she's making it apparent to Rick and yep. them that that's what she's doing. Okay, she's not hiding it from them. So I think I think part of that was of her bringing that casserole over there was her play acting being yep. a yep. good person. I think she was just bringing that over there as a as a gesture of goodwill. Hey, I, no, but I think she's she's trying to screw with them mentally. I mean, she's she's. I don't, I don't think so. You don't think so? No, not in that scene. I think she was genuinely just playing along with her with her um, goody two shoes um, act. Well, maybe, maybe. Well, see, I think they're both one and the same. Yeah, well, I mean, she's definitely okay. Okay, so in her mind, she um, she's doing that because she knows mentally she is trying to manipulate them in a way. Mm-hmm. But maybe I'm seeing that yeah. she was screwing with them because she was screwing with Pete. Maybe I'm reading into it too much when she goes over there. But the simple yeah. fact that the mom right. leaves it on the front doorstep, I think that mm-hmm. kind of drove it home to me that uh, she, you know she understands Carol's doing like doing something. I don't know. I mean, that's it. Just it seemed well, very is a really I, weird and awkward scene. I thought that whole scene. I think to me, I I, I read that whole scene as being a scene to show that Reg and Deanna no longer yes. like that group. Yes. And wanted to deal with that group. Or Deanna, at least. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, Reg was still sticking up for him. And he was... Yeah, but Deanna, yeah, Deanna he was, was done with He him. was telling, uh, what's her name? Um, yeah, I'm going to go... This is exactly what I'm going to go tell her now. Maggie, yeah. Yeah, Maggie was saying, well, mm-hmm. now I get to use Maggie. I was using it all through the Fear of the Walking Dead. Okay, so Maggie went mm-hmm. and... and <laughs> or he reg came up to maggie and told her that you know i'm gonna go tell her this right. to try and get her back on your good graces but right yeah and i thought that was a great quote he used about um yes nomads becoming civilized when they stopped walk when they yep. mm-hmm. when they settled down mm-hmm. well i think that the everything that carol is in alexandria is a farce because she's just playing a part so that they will trust her Right. But she's uh-huh. she's not, you know, she she's just playing a game with them. She's not becoming the little housewife that they all think that she is. She's actually just a cold-blooded killer. Yeah, I think the scene with Pete was the real Carol. Oh, definitely, definitely. Yep. She is not the Carol that we met in season one that was kowtowing to her abusive husband. Now she's the one that's going to be calling the shots and she's not going to well, you know, let Pete you know run when over somebody like that. Right. And you know when she started doing this. Hmm. When she started, ever since she was exiled from their group, she came back to the group and was like this. Because mm-hmm. remember, she was cold to people on a couple of occasions. Like, I'm not going to help you. You know. That happened before that. In the prison, before they even sent her yeah, out. When she was true, training yeah. the kids with the weaponry. Right. Yep. She didn't tell anybody she was doing that. It was supposed to be reading time. Right. You know, she's always she's always got her side project. She's um this the manipulation thing, that's that's her game. That's that's her thing. That's right. it's her weapon, let's say. Yeah. And that's uh true. she does it with everybody. Mm-hmm. Um yep. she probably is even doing it with Rick for the most part. She knows what Rick wants to hear, so she tells her. And that's what she says. Mm-hmm. When she's talking about going to this meeting where they're going to discuss whether we're going to kick Rick out or not, right? She's saying, "Okay, when we get in there, we got to do this, this, and this, and this is what I'm going to say." Right. And I suggest you do the same. Right. Or at least that was the gist of what she was saying. Yeah, so, and, on, and on a couple of occasions, Carol's even said to Rick, maybe not in those direct terms, but she said to Rick, "You need to get your act together." Mm-hmm. Right. Well, and that's why, I guess that that even leads back to why Michonne knocks him out in the first place. Right. 
She's trying to save him from himself and getting kicked out. Right. So what we're, what we're right. So what we're looking at is we're looking at the end of this when um, when uh, Rick and Pete, Pete the wife beater, got into their fight, and then Rick was kind of went over the edge, bloodthirsty litany, and pretty much scared all of the Alexandria people. Yeah. And then Michonne knocked him the fuck out. <laughs> Yep. And then they decided to have a town meeting on whether to kick him out or not. Right. And that's where we came to the end of that final scene where they're having their meeting. And Rick notices that the gates have been left open by knucklehead Father Gabriel. Mm -hmm. Or zombie Father Father Gabriel because he was more of a zombie than some of the walkers. Mm -hmm. Um, And he goes trying to find the, the, uh, the walkers inside the camp. I, oh, but these, I, these aren't walkers, though. They call them roamers here. Oh, yes, right. Excuse me. Um, <laughs> the one thing I, I thought was kind of odd, though, is is they're having this meeting. He knows they're all in this meeting and all, and he finds this out. Why is he not yelling warning to anybody? He's just running around looking for the walkers, but he doesn't, like, yell out, hey, there's walkers in here or something, you know? Yeah, I, I, I mean, thought about that, too, and I think well, the reason he didn't yell out is because noise attracts more walkers. But he would want to attract them to him. Not walkers. He wants to find them. And, yeah, he wants the walkers to, to to come to him so he could kill them. He was trying to find them. But not if there's a lot of them in there. And if there's somebody else on the outside that let them in, he doesn't want to attract their attention either. He's always trained to be very quiet. So I think that's just what he was continuing doing. Well, at first he doesn't know what got in though, right? right. Oh, I guess he does. He does he see does. the blood on the gate. Yep, exactly. And the piece of flesh um, on the lock. But it, it went on a little long. Like I can understand, like him going, like running around a little bit just to try mm-hmm. and find it. But he kept running around, right. and he never ran into anybody. I mean, not only that. I mean, you're talking about he he knows there's walkers around there, and walkers could you know attack some unsuspecting person who's out for a walk. And and Rick is not warning anybody. Scott, well, I understand. I think it was very irresponsible. I think the other thing, though, is that not everybody <laughs> in Alexandria was at the meeting. Like, the kids were all left at home. Right. So maybe, I mean, they, some of them should have heard it. Or even when Sasha and Father Gabriel were fighting in the church and the mm-hmm. gun went off and shot out the window. I mean, how come they didn't hear that? Yeah, there was a lot of oddities at that at the end of that episode that were going on. But... um but of course, then that brings us to um, Pete accidentally killing Deanna's husband Reg yeah. with with uh, Michonne's sword. Mm-hmm. Deanna telling um, Rick to go ahead and execute Pete. Yep. Now, of course, um, Rick shot the gun, but we don't know if he actually shot Pete. He may have put Reg out of his mind, out of his way. That's you know for all true. we know. I, do, I doubt it. I mean, I think it was probably Petey shot, but we don't necessarily know that. Yeah. Right. Can we talk about the other thing that we hadn't talked about yet, though? What? What's that? Like the, one of the most important events that happened what? in this last episode. What? What's that? Morgan showed up. Oh, right. Yeah. I, I was, was going to say that. that up next. Right. Morgan finally shows up, and he's like the Zen master all of a sudden. Yes, he is. And the last time we saw him, wasn't he like kind of crazy in a room? He race? was cuckoo. Yeah, he was... Cuckoo yeah, in a so town he got, with he booby traps everywhere, right? And uh, it sadly he did not knock off the uh, the two wolves he ran mm-hmm. into because yeah. they ended up turning around and killing a red poncho guy. Hey, and by the <laughs> way, is red poncho guy a little bit of a tribute to the to the red shirt guys on Star Trek? <laughs> I did Possibly. not ever think about that. I don't know. I mean, think about it. He's walking around in a red poncho, and he's going to get wiped I don't out. No, I'm thinking red poncho was like a poor choice of clothing, though. There was yeah. a lot of. Um, I'm not sure what the red stuff is symbolizing, but there's something about it. Yeah, the balloon. The, the red the balloon. balloon. Yeah, what's that about? I. Don't, it gets released at the end. I think it's kind of the um, is, is innocence Nina? of Alexandria, possibly. Is Nina there? Oh, 99 left balloons. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> right <laughs> possibly I don't know but that's what Rick was staring at out in the middle of the water right before he told Pete to keep on walking yeah um, and then that balloon gets released I, I forget Kim you said you saw he, the kid released it um, yeah when Pete and there's, Rick there's definitely symbolism to that I'm not sure what the symbolism is with the red poncho guy mm-hmm. but while we're talking about the wolves thing 
I was talking to Kim about this. Like, I didn't really put two and two together uh, when we first saw the wolves, but when they were talking about in Alexandria about the three people that were kicked out right. of Alexandria, there was two guys and a yep. girl. Yep. And so when Morgan gets confronted with the wolves, mm-hmm. the guy who's telling him about what the wolves are, what the W is all about, He's explaining about, uh, you know, the Native Americans, how the wolves were all killed off when, I guess, right. the colonists came. And um, so it really seems like he's in depth, kind of knows the whole storyline, background about the wolves. Are these the these two guys the ones that were kicked out of Alexandria? I've got I've got that on my, on my notes. I have a feeling if they're not, those people will come back mm-hmm. but, next season. We will yeah, see them. Leading but, up to this, the wolves, uh-huh. the whole group of the wolves, uh-huh. the entire time I was thinking it was like a bunch of people. Right. And then when I watched this again, I was like, I think those two guys, because again, when they went back to the trap that was set in the uh-huh. semi trucks, right. those two guys are back there. And I didn't realize that they were the same guys that Morgan had confronted. I still think that there's a bigger group there. I do too. You I think still so? think the wolves okay. are a bigger group. Um, well, because okay, just putting it, the, there was two girls and a, and a woman, uh, two guys and a woman that were kicked out. Right. You see the two wolves, and you see the woman strapped up against the tree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that could so, be something. I don't, I don't know if that's that is what it is, but it just it was like okay, the pieces kind of fit into place. Right. Well, I definitely thought when uh, when they were showing those guys that it was possible that they were uh, they were the exiled ones or the exiled folks will be showing up with the wolves right but that again that scene when he's like he's talking to him and he's like Mm -hmm. you know i never you know i never get this just sit down and talk to someone and then morgan starts to drink that and he's like put that down i want that i want that i want everything Morgan's like all right well can i have just a little sip and he's like no i want all of it and he's like i'm gonna take you and everything you have i was like oh man that was just Kind of back to, yeah, it was back to the uh, Terminus stuff. Mm -hmm. That feeling, like helplessness. But Morgan's a Zen master, so he he got out of it. Took care of it. He took care of it. Yep, and then Morgan pops up at the very end of of the uh, show to look at Rick and be horrified. Yes, Well, he pops up before that to uh, save the guys out of the trap. Right, he got them out of the the car. Yep, and they're in... they're like, well, why did you even save us? Mm-hmm. He says, all life is worth saving. Yep. Yeah, I like when he pulls out the map. Oh, I know. directions, and it has Grimes' name on it. Yep. Even seeing that for like, I think I saw that episode like three or four times. Even seeing that part again, my heart just started racing. I'm like, oh my God, that's so awesome. That like, what a coincidence that he just happens to be there with Daryl and pulls out that map. And it has Rick Grimes' name on it. Otherwise, they they would have never crossed paths again. Yeah, and he had already told them he wasn't going to come with them. Yeah. Well, okay, so we've gotten to the end of that final episode, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So, what are your expectations? What are some maybe some predictions you think of for season six? Uh, y'all go first because I'm still I have comic book stuff in my head. <laughs> Okay, okay, well, I, okay, first off, we got this whole weird sexual tension thing going on with uh, Coral, Coral and his new girlfriend. Coral getting ass. And I'm hoping, yeah, I'm hoping he loses that hat somewhere. Yeah. Because he is too old to be wearing that hat now. It's just like out of place. Um, Nicholas, I think Nicholas is going to do something to screw something up because Glenn let him live. Mm-hmm. I think that guy's going to mess something up. Um Obviously, the wolves are going to play into it in some way. I'm not sure. I'm I'm excited to see. Is it like a big group? I hope it. I kind of hope it is. Yeah, I agree. I I you know I think that uh, a major um, storyline in this in the uh, in the next season is going to be um, <clears throat> Morgan's humanity versus uh, Rick's pragmatic brutality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I can see and, that. Uh, that's and I think Morgan is going to be the the new, um, the old Herschel. Herschel. Yeah, he's going to be their their moral compass. He's going to be trying yep. to bring them back from the brutality that's pretty rampant, at least yeah. with Rick. I think he's going to definitely be more di- more of a dynamic character even than Herschel is, though, because he's mm-hmm. going to be much more involved than Herschel was. Herschel you know, was kind of he was he was always kind of at ba- base camp. 
Right. Whereas I think Morgan's going to be much more involved in everything that's going on. I'll tell you who I do not think are going to get along. I do not think Carol and Morgan are going to get along. Oh, really? Yes. I think no, I Carol, Carol is not going to want to deal with his uh, with his spiritual garbage. Mm. Yeah, they're at, the, they're at exact opposite ends of the spectrum. Right. I agree yeah. with that. And they're yeah. both very lucid about it, where Rick is semi-lucid about his convictions. Because he's, he's yeah. had several times when he's kind of just completely flipped out. Well, I think it goes back to what Morgan's his quote, though. You know, he says everything is important. Everything, mm-hmm. everything living Every is life. important. Right. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, Carol's like anything that's in my way needs to die. Yeah. So. Yeah, exactly. And so is Rick. But Rick's much more demonstrative about it. Right. I'm curious as to what's going to happen with Father Gabriel since um, the very last scene of the last episode was Gabriel and Sasha and Maggie sitting in a prayer circle together. Right, right. And they all kind of forgave each other for the wrongdoings. And um, is Father Gabriel finally coming out of his stupor? And is he going to actually start contributing to the or- to the group? Or um, is he going to continue down that dark path? I think he's going to contribute. I think mm-hmm. he's going to rebound. You I don't think, think so? that. Yeah, I don't think they would have had that scene if he if it doesn't look like there's some kind of a redemption. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping for. But I'm I'm wondering like how much he's going to get involved. If you know, is he going to become the spiritual leader that they all need? And if is he going to contribute um, physically too? In in the fact that he's going to be actually out there killing walkers and well, able think, to overcome his fear. I think there there's a real possibility that. At some point, he sacrifices himself for them. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what I was going to say. Too. I was going to yeah. say he's going to die in a really big way. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know how much of an impact he's going to make um, fitting in. I think he is what he is. I don't right. see him changing that much more. But he's going to die in a big way that it may benefit them, it, but it might be. Um, a problem that was caused by his own doing. That's uh, that's how I see him. I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be in a big way that benefits them because his whole. No, I, that's what I'm saying. But I think that he's going to contribute to creating that problem. Right, and his whole character is based on wanting to be forgiven, and trying to forgive himself. And uh, I think he made a little bit of a step when they at the end of that episode with forgiving himself a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I think that he's going to have a. He's going to sacrifice himself for the group at some point what did he do i'm trying to remember when you say forgetting forgiving himself um i think when he kind of cracked at the end because he wanted sasha to shoot him yeah and she wouldn't oh, do right it. Yeah, yeah, yeah and That's then right. maggie showed her compa- showed him compassion and then they all came together afterwards mm-hmm. yeah um that seemed like he was finally came out of that a little bit yeah. realizing he didn't have to die for that so I have some predictions for who I think I might who I think might die next season. Okay. Um, Bring it. All right. So I'm thinking Father Gabriel is going to be one of them. I think Carl might be injured. I think. Really? Um, I think there's a possibility Daryl might die. Hmm. I think I, I agree with you on Carl. I actually think Carl's going to get going to die, and I'll tell you why. Hmm. He's getting too old for the part. <laughs> He's growing up too fast for the amount of time that they spent on the road. Too many, too many growth spurts. Yeah. Yes. Um, I think Carl's going to grow out of his character pretty soon. Hmm. Possibly. Possibly. But I don't think they're going to kill him off quite yet. I don't mind if they kill him off. I like Carl. <laughs> He's a little annoying. No, I like Carl. I think he and Enid are yeah. cute. He's not a very good actor either. Really? Oh, no. Oh, oh, all right. Be great. nice. Well, anyways, <laughs> I think um, I don't think Carl's gonna die, but I think something major is gonna happen to him. Um, but I do think Daryl might die in like the season finale. Probably it's gonna be in a big, uh, huge way. Daryl's Daryl's not gonna die. They're not gonna kill Daryl off. Nobody is safe. Nobody is safe. He is a freaking cash cow to that show. He sure yeah. is. I don't. I, they can't do it unless he's got some something going on. He's right. Not if he's going. got another he's, show, he's going to do her. Yeah, yeah. Or I don't think he's going. He's not going anywhere. He and Rick are not going anywhere. No, he and Rick are. 
And, and I'm almost kind of think the same thing about Carl. I mean, he's kind of he's got a huge following too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he's he's not going to be that he's kid e- anymore. He's expendable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Michonne is another one that's probably not going anywhere. No, I agree with that. They could, you know what? I think they could really shock people where they could kill Glenn off. Yeah, now Glenn, I could. Oh, say. that was another one. Yeah, I think either Maggie or Glenn's going to get killed off this season too. Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to be Glenn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Maggie's going to be left behind to show her tortured soul the whole time. Because again, Glenn's kind of the last piece of in- innocence, other than all these people that they uh-huh. have in Alexandria. Yeah, of the main core group. He is the the last one that has any bit of um, weakness left. Right. So yeah, Gabriel's gone. That dude's gonna be toast. Right. Uh, but I think they could they could kill Glenn off. Mm-hmm. So I also think Jesse's gonna go, and her. Well, I think her son will probably stay. But I think Jesse's gonna go, and I think um, uh, somebody else. Who was it that I was thinking? Oh, somebody major. Now I remember. Um, that Nicholas guy's gonna oh, die. Oh, Abraham. Abraham. I think. He's oh, Abraham. There. I thought I was thinking Abraham too. Mm-hmm. Yep, he's gone. Although yeah. I gotta say, I love Abraham. That guy's awesome. <laughs> I mean, he is so comic book character. Yes, he is. Yeah. I mean, he's perfect comic book character. I mean, it's just everything about him and Eugene. Yeah. Um. But uh, he's got. He's always got the best lines. Yeah. Was well, that Rick knows a lot of shit about a lot of shit. That's right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just want to know. I just want to know where he gets his red hair dye. Because I mean, yeah. that's got to have disappeared by then. I know. Yeah. You know, he just rubs tomatoes in his hair. He must be man, because that's some seriously red hair, and it's not natural. <laughs> no. Oh, that's what I'm saying. That's it's like everything about him, the way he's dressed, his hair, yeah. like it's it's such a caricature. Yeah. I loved him on Bands of Brothers. Yes, he was really good in that. Oh, that's right. He was. I noticed he was on. That was good. Yeah. He was much younger then. Yep. Yeah. He's a super nice guy, too. I've met him before. And Eugene. He's awesome. Name well, yeah, dropper. He's, what's that guy's name? Oh, it's uh, the comedian. Josh. Um, McDermott. McDermott. Thank you. Yeah, he is hilarious. Yeah. Is he? Yeah. He's a lot of fun. So, what do you have any other predictions for the next season? Nope. Oh, there's going to be a lot of zombies. A lot more than we're in Fear of the Walking Dead, thankfully. Oh, yeah, because <laughs> episode one is supposed to have a horde, a zombie horde. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. we got to have a zombie horde. Uh, zombie you know, one thing I, I, that kind of bothered me, this whole Alexandria thing, these people are, are I've said innocent with, with Glenn, with his own kind of moral innocence, but these people, how did they, are, it, how are they so untouched by the zombies? Because yeah. you keep seeing them like the zombies kind of rubbing up against the walls and stuff. Mm-hmm. But yet they're so like completely disconnected from the bad stuff out there. Mm-hmm. Well, I think I they pretty know. much packed themselves in those walls. and Yeah, they did. And they had like their select few that would go out and deal with it. Right. Um, and I think they, they kind of, um, instead of going against people, they absorbed people. Right. Yeah. So well, it doesn't look like they're really locking that wall. Not really, especially after Nicholas did the nice climb over the thing. But maybe yeah. they're just getting lack- lackadaisical because of... Uh... Well, that was the point. That's what he was trying to yep. say to them. He said, you know, this happened. This wasn't me that did this. This Rick was saying, this wasn't me that did this. This is what can happen. Mm-hmm. Yep. Alexandria is going down. So the description for this Sunday's episode has been released, and it's going to be called First Time Again. And it says, Rick and the others have a difficult time assimilating into Alexandria, which they've been trying to assimilate for several weeks now. So yeah, they're carrying on that story. Yeah. yeah. And then it goes on to say, a new threat arises that could bring the group closer together. So maybe the that's the wolves. Maybe it's the large horde that we're going to see. Could be something see, I else. Think the, I think it's the wolves. It's the wolves, but it could be the wolves and the horde. Right, because the, the wolves, wolves are, are controlling. Yeah, I mean, they're the ones that have been like marking all these. Mm-hmm. Um, well, they inverted, used them as a booby trap. Inverted Charles Manson guys. Well, remember mm-hmm. at the end of that last episode, <laughs> um, the guys, the wolves, 
found those pictures that Aaron was carrying around of Alexandria. Yes. Yeah. I meant to ask yeah. you about that. Right. And so it shows pictures of Rick and um, the setup of the city and or the little How- town and um, some of the other people that are involved with Alexandria. So they're going to pick up on the fact that there's a community nearby. And I do think uh-huh. they're the ones that are going to release this horde onto that community. So right. that's why I don't think that it's the people that were exiled from Alexandria. Because if it were, they would already See, but know. you I'm hoping you're not cheating with your comic books on this stuff. That that has nothing to do with the comic book. I'm hoping it doesn't. It doesn't. Trust me. Okay. No. So the wolves the wolves there's no like cross you don't know that these wolves are the people that were exiled or you don't know they weren't the people that were exiled? I I there's do a not know. that the people exiled are in the group. I think it's yeah. But um but you bring up a good point. I mean, they wouldn't be looking at those pictures like they're seeing stuff for the right. first time if the if those exiled folks were right. in their group. Unless they want a good camera shot of them looking at those pictures intently. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. And they're looking at the pictures intently and they're like, wow, they have like a nice grill out there or something like that. They've got a sweet deal behind those <laughs> yeah. walls. Where did they get that above ground pool? <laughs> Hey, you know what? One thing I got to pick a bone at. Um, Pete. Pete gets uh, house arrest, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Across the street from his ex-wife. I know. He can see every move she makes outside of his window. What's up with that? (laughs) It's just like the torture location. I know. He's just watching Bad move. And I just go, really? That's where you're going to stick him is across the street. Yeah, that's a bad move. I agree. I agree. Not buying that one. So the season premiere is this Sunday. Nine o'clock on AMC. There's a premiere party tomorrow night in Madison Square Garden. And the entire cast is going to be there. They're going to be doing panels and Q&A sessions and um, all kinds of stuff. And a lot of the people that I know from Walker Stalker are going to be there because they were the lucky ones that got to win tickets to it. And of course, as rigged. I know. Yeah, and really. I didn't Bastards. get one. Um so again, if anybody out there gets to go to the Madison Square Garden premiere, if you would just write in and let us know what you think about it um, without spoiling anything. Or if anybody's not using their ticket, you can send it to uh, Kim Sonderman. At- <laughs> you would have to include an airline ticket with that. Um, <laughs> you can send it to me. I'll get my own airline ticket. We'll figure it out. <laughs> um. But I would love to know what the premiere is like. I'm sure I'll see it all over Facebook. But but the real premiere for the rest of us is Sunday night, so we have to wait. But I am super excited. Um, so I was going to ask you guys like, what you think about The Walking Dead versus Fear the Walking Dead now that we have seen the first season of that. Um, I, I, I have a real hard time comparing them at this point. Mm-hmm. Because I think there's just not enough development with Fear of the Walking Dead yet to be able to do anything. I, I would almost have to say, look at to the make first a, season an honest of Walking Dead. To make... Yeah, look at the first season of The Walking Dead and compare it to the first season of Fear of the Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. But even that's not that's not fair because that was truly the beginning of the show, period. Okay, Whereas Fear of the Walking Dead has the benefit of already been through certain aspects of the show. So it's kind of hard to compare them. Mhm. Mhm. I want to I think it is too. And I and I I agree especially when you're talking talking about uh when you think about back to the beginning of the first season of The Walking Dead because at that point you're talking about a different type of storytelling that people are seeing for the first time and it was just like what the hell is this? This is awesome. Mm-hmm. Because how it was presented was in it was it was slower but there was just like this it was just the way it was presented. Um well, it was all new. It was all new, and it was not anything that you would see on normal like uh, broadcast TV. Right. Right. You know, uh, just the way it was put together, the the um, cinematography, uh, the music, the mm-hmm. the quality of the acting. Um, so when you see fear, it is extremely hard to try and separate it from something that you already know and people have been watching for the past five mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. Um, at the same time. Some of those things that are with The Walking Dead, when I was watching just a couple episodes, when I heard the music, yes. again, it's probably been ingrained in me, but the starting music, the starting sequence, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. totally gets you ready for the show. Right. 
Whereas when you're watching Fear, it's like, <laughs> and then it's like you're like in the, well, you probably go to a commercial right after that. Right. Um, whereas, yeah, Walking Dead just like gets you prepped. And then at the end, before it's like it's even an end, they pan out, you know, someone says a line, they pan out, and the music starts again. Right. You know, it's like it really kind of brings you into the world. Uh-huh. And um, as far as connecting with the characters, you can't really connect with the the guys from Fear yet because you've you've only seen them for a few episodes. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but you know, it's funny though in the in the original uh, Walking Dead, you did connect with characters oh, early yes. on. I mean, you I, connected I, with Rick right off the bat. You connected with Morgan yep. right off the bat. I agree. Um, and when you and, see people connected with the bicycle yes. girl, but that, yeah. that was because the webisode stuff. But no. um, but you don't see that with Fear of the Walking Dead. No, any of them could die, and I really yeah, wouldn't, wouldn't care. Uh, Scott, you were saying you would, you thought, oh, maybe Nick could die. And Nick's mm-hmm. like the most important character to me, Nick and mm-hmm. Travis. Right. No, so. I, I, I agree with you, and I think that um, the opening sequence of The Walking Dead, when they're going through the credits, they actually have a, um, a visual opening, including the song, that gets you ready for the show to start. But it has all these little visual clues about each of the characters that they run through. Whereas yeah. Fear has yep. nothing like that. It's just the song. Um, Bicycle Girl was just an awesome zombie. And it was the very first zombie that we see. And <laughs> I don't think it has anything to do with the webisodes. Although I think that did strengthen it. But um, I, I, I would like to be able to connect with that first zombie Gloria that we saw in Fear the Walking Dead. And I think she will become iconic. But she still did not have the same, like, I don't know. She didn't, she didn't. No, you never, no, you didn't. She didn't capture me like Bicycle Girl did. People are going to connect with Kim the Donut Girl a lot more, I think. (laughs) I think so, too. (laughs) Because I don't think there's any other zombies that anybody really, oh, except for um, uh, the shotgun face zombie. Yes. Oh, right. Yeah, but I think Kim's going to have the, because number one, shotgun guy doesn't have a name. Uh, no. Kim has Kim the zombie. I mean, I think everybody's going to connect with that a little bit in the cult following that. Yeah. that hopefully everybody knows him because knows her because you saw the name tag. Yeah, but yep. I think Susan will be like that too. But anyways, I th- I think that the very first episode of of The Walking Dead is still my favorite episode of the entire series. It was um, the first one that introduced us to the entire genre. And it really grabbed me from the very beginning when he woke up in the hospital by himself, strapped to a bed, not knowing what's going on after being in a coma for so long. He doesn't know where his family is, and he has no clue what's going on in the world outside the hospital, or even in the hospital. Of course, that of course that whole scene was stolen. You had 28 days later? Yep. Well, yeah, but still. Like, I can put myself in that situation and be like, holy crap, like, that's exactly how I would feel. I would be freaking out. And Rick did freak out. No one in Fear of the Walking Dead has freaked out yet. Um, so, I, and when I heard the music for The Walking Dead, when we started watching those last two episodes, just to review the last season, um, it was like, I was totally engrossed in it all of a sudden again, just... Yeah, but so it was excited. like a Pavlov thing. Exactly. It, it was, was just like you just started salivating all of a sudden. You're like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Like, sweet. It's going so, on. And I think it's exciting. Like, Sunday is going to be, I'm excited for Sunday, for sure. I am too. And so, again, I'll say that I like Fear the Walking Dead. I think they missed the mark big time on what they could have done with the show. But I'll still watch it. But it has nothing, it doesn't hold a candle to to the Walking Dead at all yet. Yeah, we'll give yeah. them a season. We'll give yes. them another season and see how it goes. I think they'll make marked improvement. I hope I'm so. Hoping. I hope so. I hope they learn their lesson. I kind of hope that they change the showrunner because I think mm-hmm. that might help. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, Plus, right. everybody wants to see zombies and what happens on the boat. Yep. Exactly. Gotta see what's on a boat. We're going to see stuff on a boat and stuff on a plane. Yes. Like, uh, it'll it'll be awesome. Okay. All right, so did you guys have anything else to say about the upcoming episode? No, I think we covered it. I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm All excited. Right. Let's do this. All right, so we will be back every week now with recaps of the new Walking Dead season. 
please write in. Let us know about any comments that you have about the the episodes that are airing um, or about our podcast itself. Please find us on Facebook or iTunes. Oh, yeah. And what are the others? We're on Stitcher and SoundCloud. Facebook, as Scott said. You can find us at fearmepodcast.com and uh, leave any of your comments that you have. Um, and iTunes, please rate us if you can because any of the ratings uh, and reviews that we get on there help to boost us up so we can we can try and get um, more of our podcasts out there and get more feedback in. And you can email us at fearmepodcast at gmail.com. So that's a wrap. Good night, everybody. Good night, everyone. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. Good night. Touch me the ground. I'm on the hunt down after you. Smell like a sound. I'm lost in a crowd. And I'm hungry like the wolves. Straddle the line. Discord and rhyme. I'm on the hunt down after you. Mouth is alive. Juice is like wine. And I'm hungry like the wolves. Blah, blah, blah.